Welcome to Balance Do. Today's episode is a commentary on the South Carolina primary Democratic debate 2020. And just like the previous commentary on the Nevada primary debate, I'm reporting on the responses from a watch party that I attended. We are not giving any names, so just like before, we will refer to them as the grapevine. These are not the views of balance, too, so keep that in mind also. Okay, so with that being said, let's jump right in. First, the audience felt as though the moderation was less than desirable. So as far as the temperament of the people, they weren't that happy. They said the debate lacked control, fairness, and substance. Uh, Bloomberg started with a dig at Bernie, stating that uh, he's not electable, he can't beat Donald Trump, which appeared to be the main theme of the night, according to the grapevine. Uh, Bloomberg's performance was a little better than last time, from what they were saying, and uh, they thought if he were to get elected, um, that would be setting a bad precedence, you know, that uh, uh, anybody with money uh, can pretty much buy the presidency. And they also seem like they felt as though that would just be replacing one billionaire for another, one that's a little more smooth and measured. So I don't think he's won the people over quite yet. Um, and I mean, you know, um, in fairness to Bloomberg, too, you know, some of, some people liked him. They felt he had the, the money and the, the gumption to uh, fight Donald Trump or whatnot. Uh, he could stand up to him, and he has the, the funding to uh, compete in a national campaign. But uh, some of them, you know, didn't appear to be very happy about uh, uh, some activities he was involved with, uh, either, you know, directly or indirectly. And being a billionaire, he's going to cross some people. That's just... He's uh, that big, so uh, there's no way around that. Um, him supporting Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, I think a lot of them weren't too happy about that. And the Rick Snyder, the governor from Michigan responsible for poisoning the people of Flint. Rectify that situation with Rick Snyder. I think that would make a lot of people, especially black people, happy. You know, um... Elizabeth Warren, uh, she was uh, on the NDAs again. Uh, They felt as though she went too far with that. Uh, That's what what some of the people felt as though that was the case. Um, And then some people also thought that um, they seemed to be more excited about her, like her campaign is kind of gaining steam from the Nevada debate and the uh, South Carolina debate, they felt like her experience and drive uh, would make her a good president. And um, they felt as though her her um, her consumer protection uh, policies that uh, she helped formulate, uh, she deserves a lot of credit for that. And she spoke about wealth disparity in the black community and child care and uh, infant mortality. Some of her policies seem more realistic, and she gives details. She just needs a little more flares, what some of them said. Now, <laughs> one guy made a comment that could be construed as being sexist, but he said that uh, she needs a makeover. Now, that's neither here nor there, but they just felt like and, you know, the, the, I think the point that they were making when saying that is the fact that we are living in the period of sensationalism. 
you know, uh, it's hard getting, especially being in a pool of candidates like that, getting enough attention. I mean, something has to to garner attention, you know, and uh, that's what people do nowadays, you know, the actors, actresses, singers, whatever, they have new albums coming out or actors, new movies or books or whatnot. Uh, they stage stuff sometimes just to get attention in the news, you know, so you just never know. We're living in a time like that where where you have to do something crazy just to get noticed, so I don't know, and they just feel as though she, you know, they felt as though she could have, uh, could do something a little more with her appearance or whatnot. Um, you know, maybe a different dress code or just something to spark some attention. You know, they felt like she, you know, was dressing like she's in the 1920s instead of 2020. And uh, you just never know. Uh, little things uh, could make a big difference, you know. Um, I think she's a very intelligent woman and she has a good chance of uh, winning, but, you know, uh, sometimes uh, in this day and age, it's not about intelligence. It's about who can get the most attention nowadays. So I don't know. I can't say that I really understand the whole process as far as that goes. But uh, that's what some of the comments were made. And uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, he seems to be from the uh, general temperament and uh, what some of the people in the grapevine said. He's going to do whatever, whatever he needs to, to score that touchdown. Some of them are calling him Barry Sanders. You know, because uh, he'll do anything to score a touchdown with the blacks, you know. Uh, somebody said he'll probably get blacks free free Jordans. You know, maybe even uh, some uh, free marijuana for reparations or whatnot, you know. Free college, free child care, free medical. Uh, and what's remarkable about this, you know, this dream that uh, uh, a lot of them said he's selling. And a lot of, a lot of them there were, were also uh, in agreement with Bernie. They were... All hands in, you know, uh, very emotionally tied to Bernie, and they really believe in everything that he's saying, and uh, that's neither here nor there, you know. But uh, I thought it was remarkable how his plan is is like a four-year plan for all of this, you know, and it's it's like he's setting himself up. Maybe some could surmise he's setting himself up to say, "Hey, I need four more years. I tried. Give me another four years, and you know, maybe we can uh, make some of that stuff happen." You know, so, but, you know, it's it's uh, admirable and to uh, try, but Bernie seems like he's uh, running on the clock or something, like he feels like he's running out of time or something, and I don't, I don't know what that's all about. I know it's going to take some work, and just like, you know, some of them said, you know, the logical thing is Obamacare and trying to fix that and, and uh, feed off of that or try to improve that. That seems to be the logical way instead of just scrapping everything and going uh, Medicare for all. And how is that going to be paid for? That's what a lot of them ask. They said, we're in a trillion dollar uh, deficit. And um, uh, with the way this uh, stock market is very volatile with this coronavirus, how are, how are we going to pay for any of that? And then we would, even if we won a majority of the uh, uh, the House and won the Senate, it's still not a shoe-in that uh, his, his uh, free... Uh, Medicare and uh, child care and and uh, lowering the prices of prescriptions and all that would would still be able to uh, pass some legislation like that. So uh, he's selling a dream. That's what a lot of people felt. And then there's it was two disparities. One, they're all in, and the others are very skeptical. And you know, hey, you know, and some of the black people felt as though, hey, you got a 73 year old white man talking about we need a revolution. It just doesn't sound 
right coming from a white guy. What do you need, a revolution against yourself? I mean, it just doesn't. Some of them didn't feel feel uh, very good about that. So Steyer, um, he's the type of guy, from what they were saying, is that you can't, you, didn't, you don't even notice him. He doesn't really have any charisma. You, didn't, you barely notice he's even there. And um, he's, they say he spent a lot of money in South Carolina, and uh, the blacks were, uh, were liking some of the things he was saying in, in regards to uh, uh, economic justice and racial justice and all of that, and spent a lot of money on commercials. But uh, he's just not very noticeable. You don't even really remember anything he says on stage or anything. That's what a lot of them, a lot of them didn't even really mention him much or respond much to what he was saying. And Steyer has, as of recently, received some flack for dancing on stage with rapper Juvenile to one of his hit songs called Back That Ass Up. And it has now been confirmed that he has backed it up out of the race. So he is no longer in contention. And from what people are saying, uh, they probably won't notice anyway. And uh, Joe Biden, he had a better performance, but I think Joe's just hoping that nobody notices him or he can just kind of you know, fit in, and uh, not too much, not too less, uh, but uh, his showing was uh, much better than last time from what they were saying, and, uh, and the Democratic Party seems to be rooting for Joe. Pete Buttigieg, um, didn't hear much about him, but he's was pretty consistent with his talking points, and uh, some people felt as though he's too young and ex- inexperienced for a position like that, and... Um, they seem to, to want to paint the picture of fear that we can't, you know, afford another uh, four years of Trump. And, uh, you know, and uh, I think that's a uh, might be a good avenue to take. He just needs to paint that picture a little bit better. You know, maybe he can get uh, Wes Craven or Stephen King to work on some of his campaign videos, you know, and really paint that picture, you know, that uh, the White House is going to end up looking like Atlantic City. You know, uh, between uh, by the time I should say he gets done uh, pillaging and plundering all the resources, uh, the White House might end up filing for bankruptcy, first time in history. You know, he just needs to paint that picture a little bit, uh, a little bit better if he's going to use uh, fear um, as an emotion to help him get elected. So, okay, it has just been confirmed that Pete Buttigieg is now out of the race. And he is endorsing Joe Biden. Now on to Amy Klobuchar. They really didn't like her stating Martin Luther King quotes. They, they, the black folks didn't like that. I could tell by the temperament and one of the guys that, and ladies had mentioned that they really didn't appreciate that too much. I mean, uh, the quote wasn't bad. It was just didn't sound right coming out of her mouth, that's all, you know. And I think black people sometimes get tired of hearing of the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, kumbaya experiment, you know. Uh, nobody sits in the back of the bus no more, and uh, and when it comes to getting access to capital, uh, we're still in the back of the back of the line. So nothing nothing concrete has really changed, and, and research proves integration hurt black entrepreneurs, as one of the guys uh, stated. So It has been confirmed that Amy Klobuchar is out of the race, and she's endorsing Joe Biden. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe 
the Martin Luther King quote might have been a bad omen because instead of being in the back of the bus, he was in the back of the polls. So that's pretty much uh, sums up most of the candidates there. Uh, and uh, that concludes today's show. Thank you for supporting Balance Do. We're a veteran-owned, tax-exempt, nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our message of inspiration, positivity, and unique ideas, all geared towards strengthening the community. We need your continued support, whether it's listening to a podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, volunteering, or donating. Uh, For more info on upcoming events, podcasts, programs, or new services, uh, please visit our website at www.balancedo.org and register. And remember, we don't bend, we don't break, we keep it together for heaven's sake. Let's take this journey together, folks. See you soon. Peace.